Hi guys, this is the Future Gravy podcast. Um, so um, I've been doing a series of videos about Ethereum because I see a lot of interest in Ethereum and I think it's very dangerous. And so I've been getting messages from people um, asking me, why do I have such a beef with Ethereum? And I've been um, labeled a uh, toxic Bitcoin maximalist. And um, I don't think those are slurs that really bother me. Uh, but I'm going to push back a little bit. I am, I am flexible in the sense that I am willing to be proven wrong. And I'll be willing to admit um, that I was wrong. And in a sense, I have to admit right away that I'm, I'm amazed by the amount of interest there has been in the market for Ethereum, even though Ethereum from a technical standpoint and from an ethical standpoint is a shit coin. It is a, um, it is a, a fraudulent project or at least a very, very poorly implemented project. And it is being sold as something else. Um, it is being sold as sound money. It is being sold as a decentralized computer. It is being sold as a, you know, a fantastic platform. And it isn't that. It, it just isn't, right? Now, if people want to lose their money in it, uh, they should go ahead and do that. I don't think that Ethereum should be taken down by government or anything like that. Now, um, also, if you, if you look into economic theory, or Austrian economics more specifically, which is the, the theory, the economic theory that believes that um, free markets are the key to, um, to prosperity, basically, for everybody, not just the rich, but for the poorest. Um, and you'll see this, for example, when you look at migrations of populations, right, populations will tend to migrate towards freer places, places with more economic freedom, right? Um, the poor of the world have had a tendency to migrate towards the US and the UK and, and Australia and Canada, not necessarily so much towards Sweden or Germany. Although, yes, they do because um, those countries have uh, powerful where welfare programs that attract a lot of welfare-seeking um, refugees. But the, um, the great masses tend to go to the countries that have greater freedom. Um, and the countries that have greater freedom have to actually stop people from coming in because people would just uh, come in without limits, right? And places like, for example, Cuba or North Korea have to keep people from leaving. So the more control you have, um, whether you understand economics or not, it doesn't matter. If you, if you are honest and you look at the migrations of people, you'll realize that I'm, I'm right about this, right? And the Austrian School of Economics talks about the formation of money 
and how a free market money um, up until Bitcoin at least would have had to be a commodity money. So it would have had to be a commodity such as gold, silver, salt, seashells, whatever. Um, and it would have had to have a previous value as a commodity, a previous market value. And then um, it would have become the most valuable or the most liquid commodity. And it would have had to have a few other properties other than just being a commodity, but it would have had to be valuable enough, right? For example, gold is a, a good type of money and maybe something cheap like paper is not, right? Because it's not valuable enough. It, it's not concentrated enough. It would have to be scarce, right? Um, that's why seawater is not a good form of money because you can basically have as much as you want, right? It has to be perfectly divisible and that's why diamonds are not good money because you can't break them up and put them back together. A diamond, you break it up and then you ruin its, its, valuable, uh, its value. And it has to be homogenous, right? Not all diamonds are the same. Some have different colors. So uh, gold has the same properties across the world, right? So there's a list of, of um, uh, characteristics that money has to have in order to be a good money, right? And Bitcoin didn't meet some of these characteristics, especially the one about having had a previous commodity value. Bitcoin was never a commodity. Bitcoin um, came into existence as a type of money and somehow it kind of worked. There was one time when um, somebody made an offer. Um, I don't know exactly who it was, whether it was Satoshi Nakamoto himself who bought two pizzas for 10,000 bitcoins. And the, peop and the person selling the pizzas accepted bitcoin as money. And that was the first bitcoin transaction and for some reason it, it worked. So uh, as much as I love Austrian economics and I respect the, um, the economists that came up with all the theories of Austrian economics and most of the truth about economics can be found in Austrian economics. I have to admit that this theory was proven wrong and that it was only right up until that point, up until the point when Bitcoin uh, became money, right? And Bitcoin just kind of um, made that theory um, uh, invalidated, right? And I had to change my uh, I had to change my mind about about money and about Bitcoin and about gold, and my entire way of thinking had to change, right? And you have you have to have that type of um, honesty with yourself if you want to be successful and if you want to make money and. Yeah, if you if you want to be consistent, right? 
So I am willing to accept that um, Ethereum has been more of a success than I expected, and I never expected it there to be a um, a market for Ethereum. It just doesn't make any sense. The main reason being that a blockchain is basically a database. Imagine just for those of you who are uh, just common people and don't know about computers. Imagine, imagine just a spreadsheet, right? But bit Bitcoin or a blockchain um, is made in a way that it it cannot be changed arbitrarily by one person. It's an immutable ledger, or it is only mutable um, in the latest block the latest information is being printed onto that blockchain blockchain by the miners and there are a set of rules and they they're very strict and it's not like they're completely completely uh, immutable but pretty much um uh, it would be so expensive to alter the um, the blockchain that we can consider it to be immutable for all practical purposes right but this process is very expensive and it's very slow and it's inconvenient it's cumbersome um, but it is made that way so that it is secure right so there's a price to pay for that security for that immutability for that trustlessness the fact that somebody in India can send Bitcoin to somebody in Venezuela and they don't have to trust anybody. They don't have to trust a bank. They don't have to trust the persons uh, at each end. Once the transaction is made, it is made. And it is irreversible, right? And all of these things make the blockchain extremely valuable when you need that type of security and censorship resistance and trustlessness now why would you need that um, in order to just run a computer program or a weather application or run a computer game you don't um, and that's what that's what in many cases ethereum is arguing for they're saying okay we're gonna offer you a blockchain to do a bunch of computations to do a bunch of things and it's going to be trustless and it's going to be decentralized and this and that. And it isn't. And uh, first of all, um, Ethereum has failed at that. It's extremely centralized. I and so it basically has all the disadvantages of the blockchain, of being slow, cumbersome, expensive, with all the disadvantages of a centralized application because it isn't censorship resistant. I'm not going to go into that too deeply, but basically there are only a few nodes, a few archival nodes of Ethereum in the entire world, which means that um, Ethereum is not really censorship resistant a government could definitely attack Ethereum and take it down um, relatively easily. It wouldn't be cheap, but it would be relatively easy. 
when you compare it to Bitcoin, which is basically impossible to take it down. So that's my my position on on Ethereum, right? Uh, that it, it has the worst of both worlds, and it offers no real solutions. If you're going to run applications, you might as well just run it in your own database, on your own computer, on the cloud, in a, in an Amazon server directly, so that you can benefit from the advantages of having a centralized system, fast, cheap, convenient, all of those things, right? Um, and Ethereum just doesn't offer that, right? So, um, but the the problem is that my uh, this view, which I hold, which is correct, um, if you look at the data, is not really seen um, outside of a small group of people, right? Most people in the outside world and the investment bankers people like Kathy Wood, people like Raul Powell, they believe that Ethereum really is decentralized and it really is, you know, um, somehow immutable and that it offers all of those advantages and they don't realize that Ethereum is slow, that it is cumbersome. They think that somehow it offers a bunch of advantages. And so, the price keeps going up because the narrative, the prevailing narrative is positive. People are just brainwashed. Just like the people in the Soviet Union might have been brainwashed back then, you know, they believed, uh, not all of them, but a lot of people believed, you know, that the, the Communist Party was great because they kept them, um, you know, uh, uh, information was kept from them it's not that they're stupid they're not uh, i know a lot of uh, ex-soviet citizens some of the brightest people that you'll ever meet right uh, but information was not available to them right so the narrative is that of a successful platform and basically what Ethereum has been able to do is disrupt the financial system. It is disrupting the financial system. It is creating basically tokens, securities, decentralized finance. Um, and the regulators think that there's nothing they can do. And because of that, uh, like previously, if you had opened your own stock market, outside of New York City, if you decided, if you want to, I don't know, instead of Wall Street, if you went to Broadway and opened up your little office and you said, I'm going to open up my own stock market, or if you went to Philadelphia, I'm going to open up my, my, my own little stock market, you would be taken down in no time, right? But Ethereum, because people think that somehow Ethereum is decentralized and in a blockchain and all that, Ethereum is getting away with creating illegal securities. Now, the fact that they're illegal, I don't really care that they're illegal. It doesn't really bother me. Um, but basically, it is disrupting the financial system, which is a good thing.
right? Um, and it is doing it without having the technical um, capabilities that it claims to have, right? So in a way, I am, I am happy about the results of what Ethereum has done in the sense that it has disrupted this horrible, it is disrupting this horrible system of, of you know, the banks and the stock brokerage houses and the stock market. That, that, that whole system is just rigged, right? And it is just uh, horribly corrupt, right? And Ethereum is disrupting that. So I have to uh, I have to just sort of you know admit that you know um, as much as it pains me to, but I think that if you want to invest in this um, in this realm, you should avoid Ethereum. You should really avoid Ethereum because it is just a crappy project. It's just a horrible ball of hair just poorly implemented horrible thing right so if you are going if you think that it's important to invest in decentralized finance then look at other projects that are not pretending to be decentralized that are not pretending to be anything but a disruption to that system could it be Solana? Could it be Cardano? I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough. Um, um, my, my feeling is that the, the most secure blockchain is the Bitcoin blockchain. No other blockchain is more secure. And no other blockchain has a greater degree of decentralization. So... If you, if you're going to be running a business, you know, a, a um, decentralized finance uh, business, you are better off running those smart contracts on Bitcoin, and you can do that. Yeah, Bitcoin has all those features already. Um, now these are not at the base layer; they they are um, at the second layer and. You would have to Google it uh, to see what projects they are. But if, if you are going to run a decentralized finance project, you better run it on the Bitcoin blockchain, right? Um, now, if you're going to run a scam, you should probably run it on Ether, on Ethereum, right? Um, and please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, now... If you're going to invest, there are other projects, like I said, would it be Solana, Cardano, something else? Maybe, right? Um, it seems like um, there might be um, there might be a market for this, uh, but I advise you to stay away from Ethereum. Um, and, you know, Maybe Ethereum 2.0 turns out to be fantastic and proof of stake, you know, solves a bunch of problems. Maybe I'm, I'm proven wrong. I, I doubt it. I sincerely doubt it. I think I think this is this project is is just crappy all the way. Um, and I still think that people 
may make a lot of money with Ethereum over a spot, let's say it, during this bull market, right? Because there are s a set of circumstances that will sort of, uh, like they said, a tide will lift all boats, right? So um, uh, the bull market will make money for people on Ethereum. Uh, th it's just the truth, unfortunately, right? But if you are not knowledgeable enough, if you're not, if you just read um, Twitter feeds and you, you're not technically oriented, then just buy Bitcoin and, and steer away from from these projects because at some point um probably ethereum will not survive or, or something will happen because it is such a poorly implemented project right um so that would be my advice um i was wrong about the applications i think that Decentralized finance is achieving something that I was not expecting it would achieve and because of the narrative uh, that they have su successfully um, advertised, um, somehow um, they are disrupting the, um, the present system, right? Um, and that's a good thing. But I think that it should be done on a different platform, yeah? So just be very careful. All the best to you guys. Um, I'm an advertising writer. Uh, check out my website, um, uh, futuregravy.com. Thank you.